everyone. Welcome back to Diary of an Empath. So I hope you guys are doing good. Uh, today's episode is going to be a solo episode because I have a lot of guests that are lined up and I really want to do justice for the upcoming guest because I'm going to be dropping a episode on two Holocaust survivors next week. And I want to make sure that I really put a lot of effort into uploading the pictures that they provided and telling their story with ethics. And I want it to be a safe space and I want to do it justice. So I'm going to take my time with that. But I want to really quick come on here and share with you guys a recent experience that I had yesterday and some of the things that really started coming to mind through that experience. So yesterday I had a mediumship reading. I'm going to end up having her on the show. Her name is Heidi. And I had a good feeling about her. I have had numerous readings and mediumship readings. And as most of you know, I'm a psychic intuitive myself. I don't dabble too much in mediumship though. And just for those of you that don't know the difference between a psychic and a medium, most mediums, all mediums are psychics, meaning that they can kind of delve into the psychic stuff, career, love, all that good stuff. Mediums though, the difference is they specifically connect with past on loved ones. Not every psychic can do that. For me, it happens very unexpectedly and I have really no control when it does happen, but I can't go into a reading specifically only doing mediumship. It just doesn't work like that for me. But with people like Heidi, it does. Now, I've had several mediumship readings in the, in the past. Some were okay and some were not so great. And I've been looking for someone that was going to blow my socks off. And let me tell you, this woman did it. So I just want to share some of what transpired during this reading and kind of my thoughts after what made me really start shifting my mindset on certain things in my life. Now, I went in here knowing that there was going to be a long waiting list. She has like a one to two year waiting list on average. And I got lucky. She just so happened to have a spot open. I circled back again like six months later. Hey, do you have anything open? And she did. So I waited three months and I had my appointment with her in person. Again, it was very different. And I had just a good feeling about her. You know, when you just intuitively know something's going to work out, I felt like this was going to be the one. And there was one thing going into the reading. I, I knew I wanted my grandfather to come forward. That's usually like the typical, if I'm going to do a reading, he's the one I want to come forward because he's the one I was closest with. And immediately when I was on my way to the reading, I told myself, well, I told my grandfather in my head, I said, if this is real... I want you to mention something about alcohol because he was a drinker. My dad's a drinker. And I wanted some kind of validation that he was coming through. Now, immediately when I came into her office, very professional, almost like I felt like I was in a therapist's office. And immediately, you know, she kind of told me how she does things. I just knew. And the first person that came through was my mom's mom, my grandmother. I found very interesting. But then she's like, well, then I have a grandfather coming through. And I knew immediately. I'm like, oh, there he is. So she said, okay, grandmother that's coming through. It feels like mom's side, but it feels like she, she, you didn't meet her. She feels young when she died and that something happened very quickly. And it feels more medical, um, like not like a car accident. It feels like medically something happened. She's here one minute. She's not. Now my grandmother died at 49 and she died of a heart attack. The interesting thing is some of you who follow me on Instagram saw that I posted a picture of her. I look a lot like her. It's like weird. I'm like very twinsy. I look more like her than my own mom. And so she came through, but the messages were more about 
my mom, like, this is, you know, you need to let her know I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that I left so early. And I just found that like immediately I'm like, okay, that's, this is real. My grandfather started to come through and immediately she said, I'm feeling something with the lungs. Now my grandfather had emphysema. Um, he also had lung cancer and mouth cancer cause he smoked a pipe. And so I knew it was him. And she said that he was bringing up alcohol. She said, where's the alcohol fit in? I said, oh, that's, that's my, my dad and my, my grandfather. And she said, he's, he's shaking his finger though. He doesn't like some of the decisions your dad made. And, you know, my dad wasn't really involved in my life. And what I just found so interesting is he started steering her more towards my career. And I went into this reading wanting a few things. I wanted my grandfather to come through. I needed guidance on my career because I've struggled with you know, my career choices and what route I'm going to go because I went from working at the VA and thinking that's going to be my job until I retire. Then I started this podcast and I started doing readings and I'm like, okay, I don't think I want to do that no more. Eight years of college, two years of trying to get licensed and I, all that time, nine, 10 years. And now here I am questioning my career, thinking I'm going to do something completely different. And doing this podcast when I started a year and a half ago, I started with the intention that I wanted this podcast to be number one. We don't have a lot of female representation in the mental health and self-help community in the podcast world. The women that we do have doing podcasts and more power to them, like the Call Me, Call Me Daddy podcast, um, Almost 30 podcasts, they're great. But we don't have too many podcasts that are doing like the Jay Shetty's, the Stephen Bartlett's, you know, we have a lot of men that are dominating this field and none of them are mental health clinicians. None of them have that background, but they're great at what they do hands down. So I knew I wanted to take this podcast far and you guys know how much even your input means to me. So a lot of those questions got answered in this reading. So my grandfather was telling her, that my career was like a pressure cooker. It's like building up, building up, building up until it's about to explode. She's like, you know, I feel like the stress that a normal person would be under in a job kind of like waxes and wanes. She's like, but yours, I feel like is building up. So I feel like you're, you're building a business of some sort. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. She said, you need to do this for another six to nine months. Like it's not going to change. It's just going to get busier and busier and busier, but it's going to be worth it. If you stop you will regret it. And those were the words I needed to hear because I've been like waxing and waning, like, what do I do? And then there's also a fear-based concept for me because if it does get bigger, what does that mean for my life? I live in Orlando. Like I, it's so hard to have guests in person because Orlando just doesn't really have a wide variety of guests that I can bring on. You know, a lot of the guests that I bring on are in different areas of the world. They're in LA or they're in New York or they're in, I just had a guest from New Zealand, you know, so I can't always afford to bring a guest from New Zealand all the way to Orlando. It just doesn't work like that for me. So it's that fear mindset of, do I have to move? You know, what, what does that look like for me? And she told me, you know, this is something you're going to end up doing. And the readings actually might be put on a sabbatical for a little while. But what was interesting is she said, um, what's in Chicago? And I was like, wait, what? I, I came back from Chicago three days before. She said, but it, it feels like more like whatever you went there for, whatever that business connection is in Chicago, that's not only going to help you, but you guys are going to maintain a connection and help each other. 
So I just came back from Chicago to film on the Feel in the Blank podcast with Ayanna from Love is Blind and uh, her co-host Kayla. Well, I think they they co-host together. Um, amazing people, amazing team. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It's, it's going to drop in the next two weeks, I believe. Um, just beautiful humans. Side note, did you guys know that I'm not only a therapist, but I'm also a professional tarot reader? It's not exactly me hovering over a crystal ball telling your future. It's a tool to connect with your guides and your higher self to help you in certain areas of your life. Tarot genuinely changed my life and it can potentially change yours too. Click on the link in this podcast for more info. Okay, back to the podcast. But I found it really interesting that right away, like I didn't announce that, you know, like this is something that she couldn't have known. And yet it got brought up that it was just such a light to know that, okay, I'm on the right path. I just have to not give up because part of my mindset lately has been, what if I'm so close? You know, what if like you're going up the mountain and you just can't see the view yet, but you give up and you were just like five feet away, you know, and that's what I've been kind of struggling with. And the message I want to bring to some of you that are going through transitions, especially within career, if if you enjoy what you do, and this is something you're truly, truly, you find purpose, that intrinsic motivation, don't stop, keep going, find ways to take breaks or find ways to implement those dopamine kicks to keep you motivated. But if it's something you truly feel in your heart that you're meant to do, there's still going to be times when you're going to feel demotivated. There's going to be times when you feel like giving up. I don't care how strong you are or how much you love doing what you're doing. Everyone's like, don't give up, don't give up. You're human. I feel like that. I I goes through my mind once a day. (laughs) There are times when I'm like, fuck this. I am tired. I don't feel like recording a podcast today. Should I be doing this? Is this meant for me? My friends, my like Christy, Fiona, man, shout out to them because they've listened to me and Selena. Like those three people have listened to me, bitch, about should I do this? Should I not? For God knows how long. And it's hard, you know, when you're working so hard for something and you're not seeing the results that you want to see, it's hard to keep putting in that amount of work without getting something back, right? Like we want to see rewards for the things that we're doing. We're, we're, we're human. And so I think, you know, for me, it, it's been a struggle to keep going, knowing that I'm not going to see the immediate re- rewards and that's delayed gratification. And we have to delay some of that gratification in order to see the, the rewards later on. So I think I heard what I needed to hear not only for myself, but also to do this episode today to pass on this message to all of you or some of you who are struggling with the same thing to just keep going a little bit longer because anything that requires greatness is also going to require hard work. Nothing that's worth having comes easy. And that's just the truth behind the matter. It comes with a bit of luck. It comes with a bit of good timing and it comes with a bit of networking and it comes with a bit of hard work and it all makes for greatness, but you just have to keep going. So I think for me, I heard what I needed to hear to just keep going a little bit longer. And what was really interesting is she said that, you know, in a few years, I think you're going to be doing a second podcast and I don't feel like you're going to stay in this city. So that was really intriguing. I'm very curious to see how this plays out. Uh, She also said that I'm going to meet a douchey guy this year before I meet somebody who is like meant to be in my life, Um, a T name. So you guys, if I meet a T name at some point, 
I'm going to come back on this podcast and, you know, I'm going to air it out. <laughs> so whoever my guy is, if you're out there, I don't know where you are. You're lost on nice guy Island. Hurry it up because I'm trying to avoid this douchey person she talked about. And real quick, another thing that she said um, that was really interesting. She said, your grandfather connects with you through numbers. He said like all day long. And I'm like, yes, all day I see 111, 1111. Like I'm not talking time. Like, oh, you look at the clock and it's 11-11. My flight to Chicago was 1-1-1. Come on. My gate was 11-11. I'm like, is this real? Is this a joke? Am I being pranked? Like, it'll be random stuff. Uh, one minute and 11 second voice notes. It's everywhere. It's all the time. It's so much that I laugh. And she also said he communicates through pennies. So I called my dad because she specifically said, your dad needs to know that. And I said, okay. So my dad says that's interesting because I started collecting pennies because there are, I have a friend who's a coin collector and some are worth money. There's one coin that I put to the side for whatever reason I didn't put in the jar. So he goes and looks at the coin. He's like, holy shit, it's my birth year. And he looks up this particular penny and this penny might be worth like 13 grand. And I'm like, that is so bizarre. Um, a couple other things that got brought up that I didn't realize too. She kept bringing up the name Mary on my mom's side. And I'm like, that's my mom's last name. And then she brought up, okay, I'm getting like an uncle type of uh, like a Richard and then a D initial. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't have a uh, Uncle Richard. And then my dad tells me, um, your Aunt Dawn and her husband, Richard. I was like, oh, that's that's so right. I didn't even, it's crazy. Um, I'm a believer because of the stuff that I do, but I finally found somebody who is like really good at what they do. I can't wait to have her on for all of you to listen to what we have to talk about. I hope we can make that happen. But in any sense, I just wanted to pass the message that if you're struggling with your purpose, with your path, if you're struggling on, you know, you feel like quitting, you feel like giving up, I'm here to say, just keep going for a little bit longer. If you have to take a break, take a break, but just keep going because anything worth having is going to take a little bit of work. You're human though. So it's okay to feel like that. I feel like that too. One of my previous guests said something that stuck with me, make decisions when you're feeling good, make decisions out of love, not when you're feeling bad, not when you're feeling defeated, not when you're low vibrational. And I felt like that was such like just great advice because we want to make decisions when our vibrations are high. So that way we make it with love. We know we're making it for our highest good, not making decisions when we're already feeling like crap. It's like saying, don't have a conversation when things are not going good. You know, don't wait for an important conversation when you're arguing. You want to have an important conversation when things are good, when things are not elevated so that you make sure that you're in a logical mindset. But I cannot wait for all of you to see what I have upcoming with guests. I have some really, really amazing people that are coming up and I can't wait for all of you to hear. So until the next time, see you on the next episode of Diary of an Empath.